Welcome to the Tech League Coaching Podcast. My name is Michael Rice, and my mission is to create clarity, certainty, and confidence in your role as a tech lead. I'm trying to create great tech leads. These episodes are are just kind of raw, lightly edited, hot take sessions on how to do just that. In these sessions, um, I'm basically trying to think through some ideas. I'm pretending that you're sitting here with me. We're just floating some ideas back and forth. Um, The more thoughtful stuff, the better edited and more refined stuff shows up on my email list, which we try to do three times a week. Today is Monday. The year is 2020. The month is March. The day is the 2nd. This is episode number 83. All right, tech leads, let's get into it. Let's get our week started. But I thought we'd start with an overview of last week, because I feel like we put some great stuff on the internet last week. On Monday, we started with the idea of consistency, why it's so valuable, what are the benefits, if you think about compound the compounding effect of your own growth in your tech lead role, how powerful that could be. But we also talked about how it's, or why it's so hard to be consistent, which is you know anything from just getting started to actually just making a commitment to do something, which is where I spent a little time kind of talking to you about reconnecting with my own purpose for why I'm doing this and and why I'm here. Um, so we're still reviewing last week. Another big thing we talked about in the middle of the week was work ethic. And that basically idea there is that the world is just kind of chock full of smart people who don't really accomplish much of anything. But the problem in our industry, in our high tech industry, is that, you know, we get rewarded for being smart. And we kind of cling to that reward thing that we need, that smart reward thing that we need, even into our tech lead role where it becomes less and less valuable. And really, one of the things I try to uh, bring home to you is if you can be a tech lead that not only is smart, but has a strong work ethic, that's going to be a huge differentiator for you. So in reviewing last week, the, the last thing we talked about, and I think, honestly, this is some of my best thinking yet was the idea of leadership moments. You know, I think people often think of leadership as a role or something where people are going to come to you looking for answers, and I think that does happen from time to time. But really, to be a great lead, you need to spot and step into as many leadership moments as possible. Really, being a lead means that you've, you know, executed on as many of these moments as possible. So we talked about how to spot them, and how to step into them. I hope you'll definitely go back and listen to that one. That's one of my favorite episodes yet. That was number 82. It was last Friday. So speaking of that purpose, one thing I really want to highlight and emphasize this week is that idea of those three words together, being a great tech lead, or even a more expanded version of, I want to be a great tech lead. Honestly, I don't think our industry actually cares that much about this, or at least Maybe they haven't been told to care about it. Maybe they would care if they knew about it. But I can tell the industry doesn't care that much about it because, look, there just aren't that many products on the market. If you go around looking for guidance on how to be a tech lead, you might find my book, you might find my podcast, and you might find kind of a handful of articles and maybe one or two other books out there. But there really just aren't that many products out there. There just isn't that much demand. You know, if there was demand, there would be products and and stuff filling the space. And I think... Honestly, we just spend too much time at this level thinking about the tech and not enough about what we need to do to be great tech leads. And we need more great tech leads. As I mentioned all throughout last week, you know, a lot of the problems we have in any industry, and ours is no different, is that the first level 
leads, you know, whether they're supervisors or engineering managers or whoever, that first level is really where things start to fall apart, no matter what the company is trying to do. If we don't have great first level leads, the whole thing just falls apart. And I want to fix that with this, or at least do my part to fix that with this podcast and the email list. All right, enough of that tech leads. Let's get into the main topic of this week. So this week, we're going to focus on reviewing the four core. I mean, if my goal is to make you guys great tech leads, then I need to arm you with some skills and capabilities. So the four core skills are ones we've talked about and we've reviewed quite a number of times on the podcast, but I think we should just do it again because things change. So the four core are not really like a set of checklists or things you need to do. They're really just kind of broad skills, capabilities, or even mindsets. And maybe they're not quite mindsets, but they're definitely capabilities and just something that you need to bring with you to almost every moment. I feel like any kind of, I could write a whole checklist of do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that, do, don't, don't, do, do, don't, whatever. I could do that for you, but I just don't think you're, anything like that's going to be so unworkable because you're so, you've got so much swirl going on in your head behind the, between the tech, the products you're working on, the people, and then, you know, having to step into this new moment. I feel like you just need something kind of small to work with, a small, small palette of skills to work with. And I do think that these four, these four capabilities are what I'd call the Pareto skills, right? They're like the 20% of skills that you can focus on that'll get you 80% of the impact. There's at least another, you know, there's a huge list of other things you should be doing as a lead. But I think if you focus on these four, I've seen it myself that you're going to be, you know, extremely effective. So high level, The four core are number one, listening. That's what we're going to talk about today. Number two is showing up, which is really, I keep, this is the one, if you've been following me, I keep fussing around with like what to call this. I might actually shift it just over to work ethic, which is what we talked about last week. But the basic theory here is being smart is a necessary but insufficient condition to being effective. So it's necessary but insufficient. Number three is vision crafting. This is one I talk a great deal about. Um, It's actually kind of the more interesting of the three to me, but um, that's only because the other three are, or the four, I should say, the other three are are just so foundational. And just like we talked about last week, talking about things like work ethic is is somehow somewhat less interesting than talking about, um, you know, visions and crafting visions. Um, number four, something called tracking and adjusting. It's really two capabilities that come together really quickly in one motion. So one thing you might ask yourself, you know, if you're hearing this for the first time, it's the question I would ask. I'd say, well, okay, that's like four random, random sounding skills, right? Listening, showing up, vision crafting, tracking and adjusting. You know, it's like if you, how would you know whether that's the right four? I guess I'm just kind of asking you to trust me. Um, I don't, I think it's not too much. I think four is a manageable number. You know, one of the questions you might ask is, well, is it enough? Are you missing anything? And that's something I've actually been asking myself quite a bit over the past year, but I don't know. Like, I think, I think this is it. I think this is a good form. And part of it is I can tuck a lot of like little skills under the idea of showing up or work ethic, but, but I think really listening, which we'll talk about a lot today and you'll see why I I hammer on it. Um, you know, showing up, vision crafting, and tracking and adjusting. If you can pull those four off, 
it's just it's just amazing. And I think they are the right four because I've been watching over the past year and then also thinking back on all my years of experience leading up to this. And, you know, honestly, I rarely see anybody who can do all four of them. And, and it's only four, but it seems like almost impossible to, like, name too many people that can do all four of them. But I think these four are very manageable for you. I've seen people who do a little bit less, you know, they kind of overweight on some and go lighter on others. Um, and I've seen some people who hit a couple of them and the people that even if you can just hit a few of them, you can still be pretty effective. Maybe not a great tech lead, but you can be effective. All right, let's start with listening. But why? Like, why am I starting with listening? Um, I'll give you five reasons. Number one, you can't lead without communicating. You just can't. It is 100% impossible. It's like trying to do computing without electricity. I mean, you just cannot. You, there, there is no leadership without communication. And, and honestly, there's <laughs> communication isn't the, leadership isn't the only thing that falls apart. But, but absolutely, you cannot be a lead without communicating. Now, number two, most of the leads I know are actually already pretty good at articulating a point of view. Um, you know, they, they're, they're okay about speaking up and, and stating what they want. Um, some might be a little, well, shall we say, shall we say they overweight on that aspect of their uh, leadership? So I'm not too worried about you speaking up and articulating your point of view. For some of you, I am, but, but really, I think overall, most of you are pretty good at it. Number three, consider this. All the data that you need to be a lead, all the data you need to lead comes from listening. Everything you need to know as you, out, as you go out there and play tech lead, everything you need to know is available to you. You just need to ask and listen. Number four, if you try to lead without listening, your odds of getting it right are 100% random. <laughs> you there's it's like trying to lead in the pitch black. If you try to lead without hearing what people are saying around you, it's just it's gonna who knows maybe you'll maybe you'll nail it and knock it out of the park. But odds are, whether you're successful or not would be completely left to chance. Obviously, you must be hearing some things, and that's why you're in the role. But everyone I talk to in this role rates listening as their worst capability. So I think it's the number one that we should work on. Finally, number five, listening is a prerequisite to influence. Now, this is something I don't talk much about on the podcast, but if you listen to like John Maxwell or any of the, the leadership gurus, this makes sense. Leadership is influence. I mean, they're, they're almost identical. You need followership too, which is something we talked a little bit about last week, but being able to influence those followers is what leadership is. The only thing is I don't want to discuss it too much on this podcast or, or on the email list just because I think you can get that message in a better form from somebody else. And also, I think it'll freak you out just a little bit. You know, it's like almost too far removed from your day-to-day because, -day. like, what does influence mean? It, you can go down this total rabbit hole like I did in terms of what that means. And so I think it's easier to focus on the four core, number one being listening. So what is listening anyway? I mean, it's obviously like hearing things, but you could think about it a little bit more broadly. It, to me, it just means gathering data, like rich data from everyone around you. And I, I mean everybody. In the four core, 
what I do is I break all these skills into uh, maturities. Like what's your level of maturity with listening? As I would say, the beginners, the beginner listeners, people who are, <laughs> no you can, and by the way, you can be a beginner listener at like age 70. Um, you know, it's really about your maturity in the skill, not how old you are. Um, beginner listeners either um, do not listen at all, which is pretty common, or only listen to what they want to hear, which is, you've heard all that, you've heard that all your life. Or they're only hearing for content. They're only listening for the, the just kind of the raw data of what somebody's saying, the actual words that they're saying, and they're clinging to that. But as you know, that doesn't, you know, famously communication, most communication is not in the words. So intermediate listeners are better at reading, you know, body language. They can read the context of what is happening. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about body language in the context of remote work and what we uh, do today. And I have, you know, I was thinking to myself, there's even a way to think about, it's almost, I swear, you, you can almost read body language through Slack if you pay attention. Not much. I don't think there's much to be read into that. But here's, here's an example I was thinking about. If you ask somebody, I asked somebody a question the other day on Slack that, could, you know, could have elicited all kinds of different responses. But you know, there was a, it says like the other person is typing and it kept saying typing and then it went away as if they backspaced and weren't typing anymore. And it goes back to typing and then it goes away. And there's this like long period of time where I can tell they're engaged with the question because they're typing, but I don't know what they're saying. And then all of a sudden I just get like this, like one word answer was yes. <laughs> that, that should tell you a lot, right? That, that person was doing a lot of thinking about what to say, what to say, what to say, right way to say it, what to leave in, what to leave out. And at the end of the day, they just left me uh, just a binary answer. <laughs> I thought that was a good example of like, you can tell something isn't, you, you definitely want to dig further when you see that moment. Um, so, you know, listening takes all kinds of different forms. It's not just your ears, but what you're reading too. Especially like the more and more uh, remote we get, the more we have to rely on some other cues. Um, of course, the advanced level is really what you would call like empathic listening. And I always like to, I like to drop that word empathic, but then I want to backpedal really fast because that, that, that can bring a whole world of thinking about the word of empathy and all that stuff. And, and that's all super important. And I would love to, to spend a lot of time talking about that, but I want to keep this practical and actionable for you. And so empathic listening is more about instead of just, you know, at the intermediate level where you're kind of reading what people are saying and you're trying to integrate and synthesize some other data um, when you get into the advanced level, you actually can like just really get out of your own head and like get into theirs and be in their shoes, hear what they're saying from their point of view. I mean, you, you get yourself out of the way of the listening and that's very, very hard. That's not a natural way for people to listen. Um, one thing to note is um, you could be at different maturities with different people. So some people you know, as you know, some people are easier to listen to you for you than other people are. So, you know, the idea here is to try to get as much of your listening to the right point as you need for that moment. So it's like you don't need empathic listening when you're ordering coffee necessarily. Um, but when you have a very high um, tension or high, very um, strategic moment where you need to communicate with somebody, being able to shift into that full empathic mode 
is going to make you uh, a very, very powerful listener. And you're going to get extremely rich data that you can work with um, to lead them. And by the way, that also shows that you've heard them, which makes it much easier to lead if they've, they know you've listened. So that's, you know, that's why I make it skill number one. People aren't going to follow you if they think you don't listen to them. Um, one of the things I talk about in the book are blockers to communication or to listening. And one of the biggest ones that I'll leave you with on this podcast, because we're running a little long already, number blocker number one for me is just getting over yourself. It's like most people can't hear each other because they're just so self-absorbed with their, what they're thinking about in their own head, what they're going to say. I mean, you know this, right? Um, and I'm not talking about social situations. I'm talking about work. So when you're at work and you're a tech lead and you've got deadlines and things need to happen and you need people to say, give you the answer that you want them to give you so that you know everything's okay, that really interferes with your ability to, um, to uh, hear and to listen to what people are saying. And one way to get over yourself is it's kind of like we talked about last week. It's, it's really just making that commitment, you know, just commit to being a great tech lead. If you make that commitment, and no, let me well, let me backpedal really fast. I didn't say commit to being seen as a great tech lead. I mean actually committing to being a tech great tech lead. Once you make that commitment, you're going to notice that listening truly is the base of your influence as a tech lead. All right, tech leads, that was a lot for Monday. Thanks for listening. Remember, these are just kind of lightly edited, hot takes, some ideas to help you um, think it through with me, um, help you with the three C's, the uh, clarity, certainty, and confidence that you need to be a great tech lead. But don't forget to subscribe to get the full version of this on the email list. It is michaelrice.substack.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast um, and leave us a comment. And Have a great week, tech leads. It's Monday.